0: welcome to the Insatiable Appetite, the Hartman Group's podcast on food and food culture. This is Danielle kleiner canter I'm a consultant on the Hartman Retainer Services team, and today I'm chatting with my colleague Elizabeth Aparicio, who is a senior consultant for Consumer Insights. And today we're going to be talking about the role of social media in today's food culture. For consumers, social media platforms are often a go-to resource for inspiration, information, and entertainment when it comes to food on a day-to-day basis. But social media is increasingly not only a resource for consumers, but an active player in its own way propelling food culture. Thanks, Danielle. So great to chat with you today.
1: So social media, huge topic. As you mentioned, it's it's pretty clear by now that social media as a collective really bohemith, is a huge actor in popular culture in the US and around the world, um, from everything from fashion to music and even uh, in food culture. So we've really seen it evolve over the years, too, with uh, varying sites and now apps really rising and falling in popularity over the decades, you know, as things do. And that transformation has so far only seemed to escalate the interplay between social media and food culture. So while MySpace may not have been had a big you know, impact in our food world, Facebook and Instagram certainly have. And the newest social media darling of the moment, of course, is TikTok. And not only is it having a, a sort of cultural moment, it's really pretty significantly different from a lot of other uh, social media platforms. And these differences uh, are really potentially have the potential to change how we continue to think about and the influence of social media and its relationship to, uh, to things like quick food fads, fads, or even long-term
0: food trends and food culture. Right. And the rise of TikTok is particularly notable because its adoption seemed to accelerate so quickly. And back in 2019, we saw the New York Times claimed TikTok was, quote, rewriting the world. And 2020, with the pandemic, just fueled that fire as older consumers, uh, meaning not Gen Z, shifted from, you know, thinking like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that, to being more of an active viewer or even contributor.
1: Yeah, so we're both, you know, in that older demographic now, we're both millennials. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, so people still call us the kids, but but um but, but we're both millennials. Um, but personally, I didn't know anyone on TikTok a year ago. And I still don't personally know any TikTok creators, as far as I know. But a lot of my friends and family are referencing videos we saw or new facts we learned. And it's cl- clearly being referenced a lot more on other social networks and even in traditional media. So you see on the news, for instance. Um, And that's obviously anecdotal, but it's really indicative of this larger shift as people were at home more, like you mentioned during the pandemic, um, looking for entertainment or even wanting to feel this sense of connection with others. And so it quickly has expanded, um, perhaps to the dismay of those kids of Gen Z and other early adopters.
0: Totally, and the current state of things has accelerated the adoption of TikTok as sort of like the latest and the greatest iteration of social media. Not to downplay the influence of Instagram, of course.
1: Yeah, Instagram is so strong enough to be its own adjective. Um, there's still Instagram-worthy food, Instagrammable dishes. We're not we're not trying to downplay downplay the role of that. Yeah, yeah,
0: but. Uh, as you said, TikTok is the app of the moment, and it's it's really different from other social media apps that perhaps make it particularly relevant now. Um, now meaning, as we were talking about the COVID era, but also the longer term shifts in food culture we've been seeing in the past few years. And one of those differences uh, is that it's far more participatory and collaborative. So you still have the traditional viral video and the quintessential influencers. So there are still videos that garner millions of views or creators who have millions of follows. But we also have viral trends on TikTok where there's a sound or a theme or a concept that then other users interact with, uh, replicate even duet or stitch to propel an idea further in the system. And this type of virality becomes iterative, which is really interesting, as users often put their own twist on something. Uh, They offer their own point of view, or even something as simple as just echoing an idea. And so the content on TikTok, aside from sponsored content, of course, ends up being this mix of original creations that go viral, as well as individual interpretations of a viral idea that are a form of self-expression.
1: Yeah, and that's what makes it really so engaging in a lot of ways. It's moving beyond the tasty videos that I I still love, um, that are tagged and shared. And it's really this um, participatory nature that's also well aligned with consumer culture particularly food culture today. And so it's really tapping into and reflecting these consumer values of collaboration, connection, community. And then when we think about some of that content, specifically in popular food videos, videos that were and and are um, really sticky, they also lean into these long growing consumer trends as you mentioned too. So there's a lot of of food hacks like um, the way to juice a lemon, how to peel a mango, the quote unquote proper way to use a strainer. Uh, they don't have to be healthy per se, but they they are often about cooking from whole ingredients more easily. And those are personally my favorite. Um, and that that sort of high level idea of of how to make scratch cooking easier and and you know life hacking your way to healthy healthy food. Um, is is really well aligned to consumer needs, which is why we're still seeing those types of videos pop up even if if the specific hack um, ingredient or method um, can change. So there's a lot of iterations of this of this sort
0: of trend. Yeah, and do you remember whip coffee from last spring that that was all about discovery, uh, delightful experiences. And importantly, supplementing that copy run that a lot of consumers weren't able to do at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, but of course, the TikTok universe quickly moved on from that, um, what we would call a short term trend. And however, I still see restaurant inspired foods and drinks or even just how to replicate a popular restaurant dish at home.
1: Yeah, it's a great example, and really takes me back. Um, the pandemic has definitely influenced the content of the of the viral food videos, particularly helping people eat at home, like, like you mentioned, rep- of rep- um, replicating those restaurant dishes, um, or having uh, like a quick healthy lunch while you're like sitting at your desk working from home.
0: Yeah, those are my favorite. Um, again, something like what qualifies as healthy is reflective of food culture. And as you hinted, consumers today aspire to things like whole ingredients, bold flavors, uh, balanced indulgence, and even nostalgic foods have this role in modern health and wellness. So those trends are reflected in a lot of viral food videos. But when you get to the details of what's in the video, say the particular ingredient, for instance, those are more like short-term fats. Of course, that's not to say that that can't have a real impact on culture. I mean, last fall, when a guy uh, vibing on a skateboard, drinking cranberry juice, and singing Fleetwood Mac's Dreams went viral, it brought the song actually back to the Billboard charts, and it emptied store shelves of ocean spray, which is really wild. Um, and a similar thing happened with baked feta this year. Grocery stores sold out of the ingredients for this viral uh, TikTok dish of baked uh feta pasta.
1: Yes, that was amazing, um, but almost certainly short-lived. Uh and as more and more of these videos go viral, often in ways that are really impossible to measure, as, as we mentioned, TikTok users iterate on each other's content. And then content's often also shared across platforms, so Instagram, Facebook. Um, traditional media, like I mentioned, um, but collectively they can potentially move the needle in broader food culture. So it reflects, but also sort of disseminates either by organic uh, user engagement or increasingly by algorithms, what we value in food today. So it's reflecting and, and really disseminating those values. Particularly at these new platforms, often start with those younger generations. So we mentioned Zen, Gen Z earlier. Um, And this is a really critical time of learning and engaging with food and starting to build their own uh, food identity. So as Gen Zs are really creating their own autonomy and how they approach food and eating, this is a really critical moment um, as they're engaging with TikTok. Yeah, that's a
0: great point there. Um, You know, the, the audience is a key point in this conversation. And TikTok now has a pretty diverse audience. But it did start with younger consumers who were part of Gen Z and who we know are more engaged with shows about food, online food channels, uh, social media platforms, particularly when it comes to food, either for information or entertainment. And while their approach to food is often formed in real life uh, from family, school, um, things they interact with in, you know, quote unquote, the real world, uh, these more passive sources of entertainment that are often online uh, that happen to be about food can really broaden their horizons. And Gen Z are primarily doing so much of their viewing on their phone as opposed to things like a tablet or a computer or even the television. And so this focus on entertainment is really what drives uh, virality as well. So it's both tapping into a food value, but also critically about being fun to watch, to replicate, to share, uh, to engage with all of those things.
1: Yeah, so true. So so content, food or otherwise um, content has to be really uh, entice you to, to stop stop you in your tracks, stop you uh, stop scrolling and then look delicious or interesting to like, keep, keep you watching, and then finally match your values and beliefs about food, or maybe just stretch them just a little bit to make it interesting.
0: Yeah, and you know, that's the key takeaway here for TikTok and other social media platforms and the brands that want to utilize them. Uh, recipes and you know, quote-unquote hacks that reach viral status appeal to, support, and often reinforce and propel consumer values around health and wellness food, flavor, and even aesthetics. And the ongoing development of social media platforms like TikTok and Instagram and you know whatever comes next are really important tools to interact with and understand consumers and food culture today. So that's about what we have time for today. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for the chat. Of course, and great talking with you today. Likewise. Uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you on our next episode of The Insatiable Appetite.